This is Ray Billings, a builder and driver of Tombstone from BattleBots, and today you are listening to the RoboCast. Hello everyone, my name is SamEdit64 and welcome back to the RoboCast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy and World of Woodrow. And of course, as you will have known already by the intro, a man who, I need to find out how you described yourself in, in, the, in the question you asked on Facebook for yourself. Uh, <laughs> let me let me find it. A man who described himself as so successful, incredibly good looking and incredibly humble. It is Ray Billings from Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of those things. That is it's true. Absolutely. It's true. <laughs> um, I think the first thing we have to ask is how are you? Because you know, for those yeah. that don't know, uh, you're not participating in the upcoming season of BattleBots. Um, so, t- tell us the story. What, what what's going on? Um, so it's not quite a year ago. I injured my left hand relatively severely. Um, I, I cut my hand on a table saw. So um, I made the mistake of wearing a pair of gloves when I shouldn't have been wearing a pair of gloves. The saw caught the tail of the glove and pulled my hand into the saw. So um, most of the damage was just to soft tissue. You stitch it up, it's no big deal. But on the left index finger, the cut went down to the bone, cut through the tendons, cut through the blood vessels, cut through the nerves. And I've had to have multiple surgeries on that finger to try to get back to having a hand that works like normal. And I was going to try to be at BattleBots. They were going to do, they were originally supposed to film August or September. And I was pushing my surgery out, the this latest one to October. And it would have been, I would have been able to come, I would have been able to compete. I just would have had a finger that didn't work like it was supposed to. Unfortunately, and, and this was out of BattleBots control. They, they, it's not like they they did this. It was just things just sort of pushed. And it pushed out to the point where it wasn't going to, the schedules just weren't going to line up. So um, I've had that, that surgery that finally reattached a tendon to that finger for the first time in a year. I can wiggle that finger. So, I mean, from a health perspective, things are going well. It's progressing well. Uh, the downside is... It's it's likely to be re-injured right now if I did anything, any sort of work with it. And the the, the simple truth is I, I it's not worth the risk to try to come support BattleBots this year. I, I need to I need to spend this time to get healthy. I mean completely understandable. Yeah, completely I mean understandable. let's face it, you know, ultimately everyone's health and well being, especially in recent years, have become, you know, a lot more, you know, in the spotlight. And I think, you know. I, we three and everyone in the community as a whole wish you as the speediest of recoveries. So hopefully we can see you again very, very soon in the arena because it won't be the same. You know, and, and the, the fan in the you know, feedback I've got has universally been that everybody's like, you know, Hey, I hope you hope you get better. I mean, we do have the best fans in the world. We really do. Absolutely. And you know, my intention is still to go to the event. So I'll get the I'll get the social aspects. I'll get to go hang out with my friends and the other builders and whatnot. I just won't have to be working my butt off like everybody else is. <laughs> so, You're doing it you know, right. <laughs> it, 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 it'll, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll be all right. That's excellent news. Um, well, 
our normal format it would be to review an episode. Obviously, we haven't got an episode to review because we've we've done them all. We've done no it, fantasy battle bots here. No, nope. not at all. So what we 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 did a briefly arranged possibly to have you on for the final of Battlebots Champions, which obviously didn't work out. It clashed with literally your surgery was that week, so we couldn't Correct. we couldn't speak to you. So instead, we kind of devise it. Let's do a full through the years interview style, which we did kind of similar with Donald from from Lockjaw last year, and. We've got a list of questions. Hopefully, won't take too long, and hopefully, won't take up everyone's day. <laughs> but there's a lot to get through. There is a yeah. lot to get through. We got a um, lot of questions, and we got a lot of really good stuff that we can work through. We do. Yeah. So I'm going to thank hand you, over... everyone. By the way, yes, thank you, everyone, for everyone's <laughs> input. But Steve, I'm going to hand over to you for what I've called the early years. Okay. So we have the the early years, like even going pre BattleBots. So Ray. Anywhere you'd like to start on this particular question, were you particularly like creative, mechanically minded growing up? And if not, like what led you down the the, the STEM path? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, so when I was growing up, you know, I was a kid. Um, my dad's his passion, his hobby was go-kart racing, right? So I spent a lot of time at four or five, six years old working on go-karts with my dad in the garage. So some measure of mechanical work started really early for me because he just included me with going to these events and doing this. And so, yeah, I was always mechanically inclined because I started as soon as my hand could close around wrenches, I was doing some of this stuff. So I got a little older, we got more into dirt bike racing. So as a, you know, Preteen or early teen years, you did a lot of dirt bike riding. So, again, you're always working on them all the time. A lot of mechanical work there. Um, from we there, when I <laughs> well, when I got when I got old enough to start driving, then you know, obviously, then you start moving up into cars, right? And I really found kind of sort of a gift there at that point in time because I was really good at this. And so, you know, we 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 do you know pull a big block Chevy out of something and put it in something else just because it'd be a cool project. And I did a lot of that through my high school years. I was just always had somebody's, my car or somebody's car disassembled in the driveway. My mom <laughs> yeah. was a saint, by the way. I mean, because I had a tree leaned over the driveway that I'd use a, a, a little winch out of that tree to be pulling engines out of a car. And she never batted an eye. I had I had cars <laughs> disassembled in the driveway all the time. And she she was very supportive, so. So there's a whole um, different so I, universe where we have Ray Billings, the stock car driver, possibly. I, I, yeah, well, and, and honestly, all of that, I, I spent a lot of time at the drag strip running cars and whatnot. So, I mean, you know, I had a, had a lot of fun through those years. Um, cool. the, mecha the mechanical part of that eventually moved into, I had, for a while, I had a job working for a company that dug water wells. So I worked on everything from tiny little, like, you know, Honda engines all the way up to V12 Detroit diesels. And so I had a lot of fabricating and mechanical skills a long time before anybody even thought about anything robotic at this point. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the where, where most of those fabrication skills, mechanical skills came from is all that early stuff playing around with, you know, <laughs> go-karts, dirt bikes, cars, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of kind of just bouncing off of, of, of what we already covered here uh so is anything in particular uh like i i mean the, the question is if there's anything in particular that uh 
in your career path that had transferable skills. But from what you've been telling me, everything that you've been you've done, you know, <laughs> leading up bit. to this really <laughs> yeah. does transfer yeah. having that hands on uh, experience sure. with uh, taking apart a car and like uh, just just, you know, being like as young as you were and being able to, you know, work with tools that young is really, really huge. Uh, so I guess I can bounce off this question and say if there's anything particularly interesting that you worked on that you're particularly fond of uh, pre battle bots, you know, like any particular project that you, you know, had a, well, any, I mean, anything like, you, pre, you know, I, all, all of any projects I had them were interesting. I wouldn't have done them yeah. otherwise, you know, uh, so, well, yeah. so I mean, you know, <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, I I rebuilt a bunch of different cars. It was kind of interesting. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I, I mean, you know, it was just all all kinds of fun. I had I had a real good time doing all back when I had more energy than I've got now. <laughs> so 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 you know, every every once in a while, I get that that little urge. It's like I'll see you know a car listed for sale, and it's like, well, that would be fun. I can rebuild that. And then it's like, I don't I don't know if I got the energy to do that anymore. <laughs> that that just seems like too much work now. That's when you get your boy to join in for the fun, you know. Extra pair uh, of hands. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you know, and and Justin's real good at helping. He, he's good at diving in and whatnot. But that sort of stuff, diving in and working on a car, is definitely not his interest. He, he he's good mechanically, but it, the the passion to dive into it and tear a car apart, it's not there. He he's, it, <laughs> he he'd rather they just run and he just drive them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely completely on board with that uh yeah. all right so i guess the next thing i want to ask you is like we're going to get into the combat robot stage so like what was your first real exposure to the sport uh were you a fan previously before you started building or like what was the what was the introduction like for you okay um so of the various many careers that i've had at one point in time i actually taught computer networking in an adult college Okay. And my boss, who was the department head, was a big fan of the original series of BattleBots on Comedy Central. And so he would he would tape the shows on VHS tapes and he would bring them into work and we would watch them between classes and whatnot. And he had an extensive electronics background. And obviously we talked to I had extensive, you know, fabrication and mechanical background. And so between the two of us, we sort of started spitballing some ideas and, you know, we figured out we could do this. Unfortunately for him, not long after that, life took him in a different direction. He got a, a job at a different school. He left. But that's where the, the bug started for me. And uh, from there, I just turned into sort of a father and son project between me and Justin. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, so that, that that's totally what drew drew you in the building. Uh, did did you find it difficult uh, starting out? Because I know here's the thing: nowadays it's like, oh, you can buy anything online, any electronics, speed controllers, all these things. Did you find it difficult getting into the sport at first? Uh, even though you, you you have a very strong mechanical electronics background with cars, uh, did you find it difficult to transfer that to combat robots? I mean, as as well as that, like you can just look up guides and things online as well. Yeah, like, this just didn't nowadays. exist. Like. Right. Back in the company central days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was there was a lot less of that public information available. Like it, it, you go back to those days, a lot of the builders, they communicated with each other through a forum on Delphi. Okay, That mm -hmm. was the, the main communication between a lot of the builders. And I didn't know even know that existed when I showed up to the. It wasn't until I got to the first event when I realized that there was 
there was more of an engaged community to talk with about this. So yeah, that first build was just <laughs> completely on me all on my own. I didn't have really any other support to make that happen. Um, and was it difficult? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was challenging, but I mean, that was part of the fun for me was to try to figure out all of that stuff. And, you know, I look back at some of the early stuff that we made and it, almost comically amateurish, the stuff that that I that I built then. But those first two seasons at BattleBots, I went three and one both of those seasons. So it's it's mm -hmm. e even back then I still was able to you know win some matches and have a good time. And so it was it was good. We had we had a lot of fun with it. It was it was it was a good time. Mm -hmm. So now that we're in BattleBots, uh, what can you tell us about? Uh, I guess I, I, I guess we could already say what drew you in permanently because uh, it's like once you're there, you you kind of have this this tight knit community <laughs> where it's like, yeah, it's I, I think I'm kind of stuck you. with these guys. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you can tell us about uh, your experiences with your first robot being darkness? And I guess we can also lead that into uh, what you brought uh, next, which would be the Raven. Uh, is there anything, you know, right. that any interesting stories, any interesting uh, fight tidbits uh, that you'd that you remember? Uh, yeah, well, it's funny because at this stage, we've had, you know, like 1,500 matches, something like that. <laughs> yeah, in, in, oh, in no. <laughs> classes. So, so I, I always love this one because kids, kids are great for this because they'll come up and they'll say, do you remember when you fought this robot in 2003? And I go, <laughs> sure. And they go, well, it, you know, at 35 seconds in, you turned right instead of left. Why'd you do that? And it's like, I, I don't. This was remember. years ago. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, you know, the, 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 the first two builds for, for darkness and Raven were certainly interesting. So I, mm. I, we built darkness in that first year had a good time, won some matches and whatnot. So when we came back the following year, that's when I went ahead and built the Raven. So Justin would have something to buy. So we both have, yeah, I had the middleweight, he had the lightweight. Mm -hmm. um, and they were middle of the pack type robots. There was no chance either one of them could possibly go the distance and win the event. But, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a way for us to get involved in all of this. And yes, it's it's addictive. I mean, once once you're in and you're building it, it's not like you're it's not like you're ever going to say, you know, that was fun. I'm going to drop that and go do stamp collecting or something. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it, 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 once it's in your blood, you're just going to keep building and keep doing better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it, it's it's really you can actually see in especially in darkness, the. Uh, the DNA that would later later end up in in Last Rites and Tombstone. I mean, that body shape is just very iconic, uh, and it's you know it's it, it's it's nice to see that you stuck around long enough for us to really you know have a a, a really nice a nice history there. Because there was one there was one more robot. I don't know if we're gonna get it, get into it into the next uh, the next section here uh, where we start talking about the the dark age of BattleBots, where the kind of <laughs> things kind of just disappeared off off of TV. And I think. Uh, I think I'll leave that to to Sam to kind of fill in the gaps there. Sure. Well, there's, there's there's certainly lots to to cut through because I mean I was doing some research earlier today before we started recording and just well we'll, we'll get to it a bit later on. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously we, we've briefly touched on you know darkness and the Raven, a very similar kind of body shapes if you like to you know what sure. would what would eventually come. You know and obviously this, these are your first two builds. You know you're not going to try anything too outlandish straight away. Mm. Yeah. What led you down the kinetic energy path? Because obviously, it's not too long after BattleBots finishes when Tombstone, the 
the super heavyweight and last right start to appear. Um, right. What led what led you down that path initially? This huge jump from thwackbots to let's <laughs> to big spin thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so the actual first kinetic energy robot I built was called Shin Splitter. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a heavyweight that was similar in design to Last Rite's Tombstone robot. Um, and the the thing was, I I could see where the sport was going. Certainly. That that an idea of a thwackbot just was not going to be competitive anymore. That was just the simple truth of it. Um, and so then what do I build? And it wasn't, it's not like you were gonna, I, it's not like I haven't made wedges, but it was that just didn't seem that interesting to me. I wanted a robot that did something more than just drive around. And so, you know, the, the original thought for this, because I remember, remember watching uh, Mo on BattleBots, right? And I was thinking, I like the way it was shaped, but it, it, to me, it looked like he devoted too much weight to the drivetrain. If you're going to be a weapon, you need to actually be make weapon. the weapon. Be, be a weapon. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the original thought before I cut one piece of steel and before I actually, you know, machined any pieces whatsoever was the weapon had to be scary enough to beat anybody in the in the class and that was the original build for for shin splitter and then as the other robots throughout the years mortician you know last rites tombstone all of those as i built those every time that was the thought is i need to have enough energy in this weapon to win any match okay i'm not saying i'm going to win every match nobody can think that but there has to be enough energy to win any match against any opponent. And so that's just where the build philosophy has been ever since. So was it Mike Tyson who said, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth? I think it was, yeah. That is the fighting robot equivalent of Mike Tyson, uh, definitely. Um, you know, what, was it, you know, just live event experience in general that kind of pushed you down that way? Because, you know, obviously you'd fought a few times already at BattleBots, you know, the, the show ends, you know, other different competitions appear, you know, was it seeing the competition developing that way as well? Or was it, or was it just the, you know, the, the nature of, you know, you, you kind of foresaw, okay, this has got a limited shelf life. I've got to do something different. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and so I, I had these slots. I'm trying to run through all the different ideas and I'm thinking flippers, full shell spinners. I'm thinking all kinds of different things of the ways I was going to, move forward and be more competitive. And I, I, there's a, a surplus metal place not too far from me that I used to buy parts from all the time. And I literally walked in there and they had a piece of aluminum cut about the size of the weapon bars that I've run ever since, right? And it was, it was just happenstance. I walk in and it's sitting there and it's like, well, you know, if I put some big teeth on that, that'd be a pretty good weapon bar. And, and it, it really just happened. The first build was just, I, I walked into a piece that would actually work perfect as a weapon bar and bought it and brought it home and machined it. And once I saw some success with that, then it's like, okay, we need to keep 
developing this and getting better with this. So, so we have to blame whoever put that on the shelf at that metal shop. That would be that would be true. Yeah, if, if that hadn't been there, I don't know. I may I may have actually built a full shell instead. So I I, I could have been. The, you did the, have a full shell once upon a time. You, you acquired was uh, it... at, at one at one point we yeah. we had one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although that to be honest, that was one that that we got from uh, RDC. We got that from the Megabyte guys and. Mm. You know that they, they had sort of just stopped developing on the lightweight and it's like you know what we'll, we'll take that I'll, I'll, that I'll take that thank you yeah, very much. yeah you know if, if, if you don't want to do anything with that anymore i'll i'll, I'll give it a shot so <laughs> oh, that's good now I, I feel like we have to come to robo games eventually because okay well not, not just robo games obviously just the, the live scene in america during that kind of you know mid to late 2000s early you know 2010s mm -hmm. period Last rights was just like it was the consistency that that like right. I I was I was going through, I I knew of last rights like before to like Tombstone came along and Battlebots and did what it did. I didn't realize just how like there's the three of you. There's there's original sin, there's Sewer Snake, <laughs> and there's last rights every year for about eight years. It's unbelievable. The big, the, we were known as the big three. Big three, yeah, mm -hmm. and like yeah. I mean, was it frustrating for you? As, you, know, you seem like a competitive person. Just sure. like, you know, just 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 a bit, you know. Just, just a yeah. tad. <laughs> <laughs> was it frustrating? Not like second, you know, basically was it three years in a row and you know, top three for every year for eight years. How frustrating was it for you to just never get just get the win in Robo Games? Yes, and, and it's funny because okay, so the, the guy that ran Robo Games and Combox Cup, they, it was the same event organizer dave right mm. and so i never won the heavyweight category at robo games okay now i i won it twice at combat so it's i i did have some success with this yeah but you're right it was always that always a bridesmaid never a bride feeling <laughs> for me because you know I, I i came in second or third every year mm -hmm. and i you know it actually says a lot about just the the tenacity and build quality of the three of us that we continue to just always stay right there because it, it was every year like i, I was going through like the list year. the listing it's like, remarkable it's just the three of you yeah. every year for like eight years it's like okay maybe megabyte turns up every now and then and you know things like that but uh, who's <laughs> <next time>? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah it, it's it, ridiculous it, it it was a long period of dominance absolutely and and you know you can still see that now i mean you know if, if matt's driving with you know cobalt i mean he's fantastic you know and gary hasn't had the same success with free shipping but that it, it's an exciting match anytime he fights i mean yeah. you can see what 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 he what he's doing there so i mean it, it's all those skills that we picked up in those in between years we're still using those now to put on a great match great show every time we fight well, I was, I was going to say, obviously, you know, we we mentioned last rights. You know, look, like Tombstone, it looks like a very simple robot. You know, it's it's a weapon on wheels to right. the nth degree. But I, ha I like, I don't know if you know the answer to this. I, I, I dare say you probably don't want to know the answer to this. But like, how many hours of just R and D, fettling, design work went into both robots? Like, is that it's the DNA is obviously very similar. Like. I dread to ask how how many hours, yeah. days, weeks, months, years <laughs> went into yeah, these robots. And and you know the the thing is when it goes beyond 
a hobby into an obsession, into a passion. Right? <laughs> um, you kind of ever don't stop. So it's one of those things where I'll be making breakfast and I'll suddenly have an idea of how I'm going to redesign uh, something in the robot, how, how the, the electronics are mounted or how I'm going to lay out the frame or whatever. And I've got notepads around the house that I can essentially write them while I'm thinking about it. I can sort of sketch or, or notate what I'm doing. Yeah, I wouldn't expect because, you to draw it out in your pancakes, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I'm using ketchup on the counter, drawing right. it. So yeah, right. <laughs> right. This breakfast looks um, familiar. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you know, the reality is, it, it it once it it is no longer just something I do, but something that sort of defines your life. Right? At that point, you kind of don't ever stop this development process. Which you know, I'm retired now, but when I still worked, it was you know, I'm sure I annoyed the crap out of people because we'd be busy working on something, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, I got an idea, and I'd start just verbalizing whatever <laughs> I was thinking about the robot, and my coworkers, you could just see their eyes roll back in their heads, like, this is <laughs> shut up, they don't care. Okay? Imagine it's being like, the I, new guy just I, turning I, up and be like, what the hell is he on about? <laughs> you know? What yeah, have I got myself into? Well, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a really big man but i can be very intense and so it's one of those things where i, I you could see guys would be they'd be like backing away from me it's like just, I just stop stop talking <laughs> <laughs> um obviously last right isn't last rights even isn't the only robot you've had you know success with over the years and, and like it of i'd say the other robots of note would probably be things like mortician you mentioned you know the the middleweight right. um which i believe you actually have signed up for robo games next year which is yeah, uh, so, so Mortician hasn't seen the inside of the arena in a long time. Um, and so I was actually looking through what's out in the garage, and I I, I don't really have anything parts-wise for it that I think are worthy of continuing to use now. So it, 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 it'll it'll look very similar. It'll be same sort of, you know, pedigree, but it, every piece of it's going to be brand new. It's, it's, it's just going to have to be a, a from the from the ground up build. Mm-hmm excited um the other one or the two robots i think kind of related but if not you know exactly the same are great pumpkin and swamp thing now yeah. why why the level uh, of disparity between these two robots yeah. and tombstone are just like it's they're worlds apart like you know tombstone right. is this, you know this killing machine looks you know angular and dangerous and then you've got an inflatable pumpkin on a wedge like what <laughs> <laughs> all right Talk so, us it. so the, the original build for great pumpkin as a heavyweight okay um dave the guy who runs robo games you know, cup if he was running those two events close to each other sometimes he didn't get all that many robots registered for the heavier categories because it's an expensive sport okay mm -hmm. People would have to decide I'm going to one or the other rather than both of them. And he had a, a Combots Cup event where he didn't have very many heavyweights registered. And he was, uh, people come to see the heavyweights fight. That's why, you, that's how you get people to come to your show, to pay, to sit in the audience. They don't come to watch the antweights fight. They don't come to watch the little ones fight. They come to watch the heavier robots fight. 
And so he was upset that he didn't think he was going to get enough robots to put on a good show, which is the, the, the primary goal of a show promoter is to put on a good show. <laughs> so the first build for, for Great Pumpkin was just leftover junk that was sitting in my garage that I welded together real quick so he'd have an extra heavyweight at his event. So the actual, the start of the frame where the, the drive motors and the batteries it and all that- It looks very familiar, doesn't it? Was an older damaged mortician frame, <laughs> okay? That's what it was. It was a mortician frame that I was gonna throw away. So I cut off the nose where the weapon would have been and I just welded on a big, huge steel plow, put the pumpkin up on top, ta-da, you've got a heavyweight. And it, it's funny because in its first event, when it first competed, I think it was uh, like 130 pounds in a 220-pound category. So it was just barely over a middleweight weight. It went there with the whole idea of it was just going to go there and get its butt kicked. That's that's the only reason I built it. And sadly, we actually won quite a few matches. With it. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be competitive at all. It was meant to just go there and, you know, put on a good show and get, get killed, right? And that same basic robot got updated and built a few different times. And then it moved from being called Great Pumpkin to being called Swamp Thing. It was, it was always just the same robot. It was just the same. It, mm. it still had the, 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 the same busted mortician frame in the back. <laughs> it, you know, the, we rebuilt some of the wedge pieces on the front, but it was, it was just a leftover junk. That's all it was. All of it was just leftover parts. You know, it was actually a reserve for, but the, and I, I was I was going through your website earlier. I was trawling through your website earlier just to you know try to find as much info as I could. And Swamp Thing fought the very first fight in the new battle box. Yeah, yep, right. the unaired kind of test fight. So yeah. similar to like yep. what they did with Robot Wars, where we just didn't see that fight, but it happened. You know, test the arena and you know see. They they needed something for the camera guys to sort of practice on, so that they mm -hmm. they had uh, us and it was chronic, chronic. I think it was. yeah yeah, and so yeah. they had us kind of circle the arena this way and then circle the arena this way, chasing each other, but no contact, right? Mm. And sort of driving around and zipping around a bit, and so the camera guys could get used to panning and they could take some photos and whatnot. And then when they were done, they they'd done their bit. They go. Okay, you know we we've had our I had our bid. You guys want to you know fight in here? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously we want to, right? <laughs> um, and and so yeah, it was the very first very first match, and the 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 new part of all of this was was was. And was, you so. won. You won the first fight. And, by and, and we decision. won. Well, you know the thing was it it was it was fairly even. We we'd get under them, they'd get under us, back and forth and whatnot. Um, and. The arena, because it's brand new and it's got brand new paint, okay? It had an incredible amount of traction mm -hmm. and much more than those guys were used to dealing with. And they, they broke something in their drivetrain because it, it was, they're used to wheels spinning and whatnot and, and something, yeah. it was a little more stress yeah. than they were used to putting used on to bits it. Something of the broke wooden floor in the UK yeah, I was gonna say, coming yeah. out from underneath them every let, now and again. Let, let me tell you, the, the live event arenas at the time in the UK were, well, one, one still has wood now, but like the grip level yeah. is not the same, I imagine, I, at all. Well, and, and you know, it, it deteriorates as the as the event wears on. You start mm. to, you know, you know the, the robots are essentially sanding all that grit paint down. So by the end of the event, it gets slicker. But when it was brand new like that, it was, it, it, there was no slip whatsoever. And so they, they it, 
if it, if they'd gone for a whole long period of time, they probably would have beaten us. They were they were getting under us more than we were them, but they just broke yeah. second in the drive. And that's the funny thing too. Did you know that you were going to be fighting? You were actually fighting against what the DNA that would go into a future champion in the, the UK. Wars, yeah. I was going to say, you know? well, and with Robot Wars. Yeah, we we you know at the time it's just guys goofing off and having a good time, you know. So yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all part of it. I think the other obviously robot we have to talk about ultimately is Tombstone. Um, you know the the, the super heavyweights. Which eventually lends its name to what we have today, really. You know, again, again, doing well at Robo Games. You know, of course, mm-hmm. runner up because why, why break tradition? <laughs> um, right. And yeah, I mean, obviously, the super heavyweight division went away eventually, and there was a name floating around which needed to be assigned to something. Which and that's kind of how that went. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the instead of going a whole uh, different route with a different name. Uh, well, uh, yeah. It, uh, it, all right. At the time when I built Tombstone and ran it as a super heavyweight, we did really well with it. And in fact, uh, the last time you can call it an official BattleBots event at a super heavyweight, we won. Okay, that was the NPC charity event. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, Tombstone's the only robot that's won BattleBots champions in two separate weight categories. <laughs> um, so um we, we we won that event they had a few different events then um and then that's when dave started the combats cup event and that was going to be an event that had a cash prize and so i remember him him and i talking at the time and he's like you know i'm trying to decide whether i'm going to go with heavy or super heavyweight and i go okay well you need to you need to pick one and then that's where my development's going to go and so he he decided that he was going to run heavyweights for the combat job and that was sort of the 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 killer for the super heavyweight category because everybody like me stopped development on supers and started building heavies because that's where the competition was going to be and so that's when last all ziggy's fault (laughs) yeah you bet but this for the current builders at the time that that was a big hunk of the the talent pool just moved from one weight category to another so that was when the original build for Last Rites was done. And that was, I just basically stopped any development with Tombstone from that point on. So we go forward a few years to when Battlebots, they had an event that they did that they were going to film and it never made it to TV. We, there's like happy. one episode. I think the CBS Sports Network was going to do something with it. It was, it. It was, like it was CBS and, and, and oh, yeah. they, there, were, there were pieces because they did a college part and a pro part. And some yep. of the college stuff YouTube, floated to it? the surface. The pro part never did. There's never been any footage of that. Right? That's a shame. And that was 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. All right? mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they wanted me to be there. But I wasn't going to take last rights to there because if I did... You're, you're essentially giving up your rights to the robot because they want they want to own the name and the likeness and all the rest of this stuff yeah. so they can market it for toys and everything that they do. So I had to come up with a robot. I, I knew the style of robot I wanted to build. I couldn't take last rights. Okay. So I still had the name Tombstone. It's the name that was mine. And as far as com- the combat world goes, it's my robot. Mm-hmm. So I built a new version of last right so there's a lot of interchange parts because that was 220 mm-hmm. and i took it as tombstone and so that obviously that show never made it to to tv you know lots of fun hey whatever that went away 
years later when Battleettes came back, I, I just continued forward with the tombstone name. And so that's what I've been using ever since. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I really do wonder if if ever Greg and Trey they've wanted got to the do footage. like a special they've got, they've, run DVD. They've got it all. They've got all the you footage. Know, even if said. it's unedited. <laughs> they've got yeah. a YouTube channel now with a million subscribers. There's no reason why they can't just release it and people will watch it. Yeah. I I I I would love to see some of that cuz there were some there were some outstanding matches. Um mm. So, uh, like uh, my favorite at the time i actually because megabyte was there and i actually punk punched through their titanium shell i got them and, and it was it was a fantastic match and i've never seen the footage it, it's, it's you know it would mean a lot Locked up me. here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well that's a really nice segue we kind of mm. brought it back around back to battle bots back to tombstone jevon the yeah. reboot years all up to I get you. I get the big mass of the the time really. <laughs> okay. All um, right. All right. In this one, so obviously as we've already spoken about the show coming back uh, in 2015, but how excited were you to be bringing it back to a, a televised audience? You know, to to the masses that could see it, be either casual fans or become more regular fans through the show. I, you know, it, it it is different being on TV. I mean, my my enjoyment level of showing up to an event kind of doesn't change i'm having a good time whether i'm being filmed or i'm not being filmed and honestly i think that's part of why it's worked so well for me on because this shit put a camera in my face and i just don't care i'm still there having a good time at the event right you know um but as far as fan engagement goes because you, you simply just reach more people and the fans are awesome i mean uh, well, it, it, don't get me wrong. Those first two seasons, I was sort of cast as the villain, and so we'll I, I got some. Yeah. I, 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 I got some. I got some interesting email and messages that no bad weren't <laughs> that weren't positive. Okay, but but for for the for the most part, it it the, those interactions have been fantastic, and you know it it's certainly opened up a lot more opportunities for me to. I do a lot of like school displays and things like that, where I'll take the robot right. And if you have the opportunity to help kids and improve their lives and, and get them excited about science and engineering, this is, I, I don't think you can, this is a really high calling. You should do these things. You should find a way to do that. And I, I get more of that now. And mm-hmm. that, that, that part is cool. I mean, if you reach the point where you have any sort of influence in the world, you should use it for positive things. And, and it, it's, it's one of the things that I really enjoy about this is I get the opportunity to get kids excited about this. And, you know, I've, I've had some, I've been doing it long enough now. I've got some interesting stories from that where it's like, you know, I go do a display. I don't remember it. I've done hundreds of displays and years later, a kid will come to me and goes, you know, Hey, Mr. Billings, you remember me? And it's like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Right. You know, and How he's like, yeah, it's okay. I just wanted to yeah. let you know, I'm going to, you know, engineering school in the fall. And it was all because you came to the school. And uh, see, that, that, that means more like, like for, for me, and like, I, I know a lot yeah. of people will think the same thing, that, that, that is rewarded itself for anything. That, 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 that's a paycheck. For me, that, that that is more than money. That is, that that is that is I influence somebody's life positively by smashing and, up things. <laughs> mm-hmm. by, by, yes, and by by entertaining, by doing something I enjoy anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's if for any of you that have the opportunity to go do this, talk to kids, get them excited about engineering and building stuff. And it's, we, we owe it to them to, to, to get them ready to do stuff going forward. Yeah. I know Steve, you uh, were involved, was it in a VEX team or something similar? I was involved in a uh, first robotics team at my high yeah. school and I did that for four years. I eventually got to, you know, run it. I ended up like just starting out. We started out in a little portable uh, outside of our uh, university mm-hmm. and then we eventually moved to mm-hmm. a, to a bigger room. Like it's just, it was, it was like, there, there's all kinds of things that like I, I attribute to having that uh, experience when I was a kid mm-hmm. um, and then getting into combat robotics, you know, uh, eventually, hopefully, to get to more events soon. <laughs> uh, likewise, but, uh, you know, in any case, we, yeah. Go ahead. I was to say, likewise with myself. You know, um, loving Robot Wars when I was younger, absolutely adoring it. And then came back in 2016. Uh, you know, I was older. Then went into teaching, and I'm able to bring Robot Wars now to the kids there. Just running the Hexbug Toys as a bit of a club and doing a bit of a league, but they adore it. They love it. And some of them will go off to do agriculture and mechanical engineering in, in agriculture and things because we live in the middle of nowhere in the countryside. So it's it's wonderful. Um it, it's it's so worthwhile. It's one of the highlights of my week, certainly. Is yeah, I still I, I still attribute and I I've said it before, I still attribute uh WHYY PBS in Philadelphia for picking up robot wars and just deciding, oh, this is a cool show to show to kids uh, and actually picking that up and showing the first, I think it was series two and three that they ran. Uh, and that was before it went to TNN and we had the, the present by pres- presented by China and all, the, all those other things that happened with robot wars <laughs> over here. Um, but I definitely attribute that to me getting involved and getting interested in the, in the whole deal of engineering. And also my dad with working on his wheelchairs and working on his cars and that there's, there's all kinds of things that like, you know, it's, it, it's kind of built on itself, like Lego bricks, uh, you know, in a case to, you know, just eventually lead me to where I am now. So there's, there's definitely positive experiences through, through this entertainment, you know, and, and what you, what you see, you know, so Absolutely. getting more kids involved uh, is, it is huge. And it was also huge for battle lots to be on one of the big four networks on the, over here, you know, mm. being on ABC, uh, I, I think that was really important, even though it only lasted a couple seasons to have that reach, uh, you know, to kind of dip its toe in the water again, kind of get into the the media sphere again to kind of get the networks to wake up and say, hey, this is something that could really have some pull and have some, you know, positive influence and really, you know, pull in the dollar. Because in the at the end of the day, that is what the networks are looking for. They're looking for something that's going to, yeah. you know, kick back for them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Talking back, uh, the the sort of field of competition back in 2015, uh, it was quite a small field of competitors, you know, turnaround time for when you were told it was coming back and and you you were wanted for the show to when you actually had to have the robot there ready to fight. Um, What did you make of the field that, that came along? Obviously, Tombstone would have been one of the higher rated machines if you will because of its pedigree on the live circuit throughout the years um but yeah what did you make of that that field of competitors that first showed up um so they the first season was invite only so there wasn't they basically went to people and said hey we're going to be doing the show would you like to build you got to tell us yes right away because we're going to film right away that's kind of what they did to everybody right and because BattleBots was on the air before their first group of people were competitors that they had used way back in the day. And a lot of yeah. those guys hadn't built a robot since BattleBots had gone off the air. 
and they didn't they didn't reach out to that many current active builders okay and i think some of that hurt them a little bit in that first season i mean there there were some robots that were obviously put together very quickly and guys that had skill but they hadn't built a robot in a long time you know sorry bamoth and so, and, yeah and and so you know you, you had some that weren't super competitive in that first season um and uh, you know luckily there were enough robots that were very top-notch to put on a pretty good show enough that we were able to at least get renewed and keep moving forward um it, it, it was it was a fun event to be part of for sure that first time around um I, I, I still wish I'd have won instead of coming in second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, be, be, be second place monkey is still very much on yeah. the back of uh, Tombstone there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, and, and you know the thing is, a couple of minor changes on my part, and I'd have won that event. It was, it was really, I, it, it, I that's where I was at. But yeah, you know, it's, it's was, it, it's was it frustrating to not, like, especially given you know all those second places <laughs> of Robo Games and everything else? Yes. Like, we, we, and, <laughs> Yes, very, very easiest much so. answer of the day. <laughs> well, and, and I knew it was pretty much knew it was going to get renewed. Pretty much knew we were going to keep going forward, and knew it was going to be a bigger field, more competitive field. every year yeah. moving forward. Which is which mm -hmm. has played out. That's exactly what it was. And I was thinking this was I, I had my one shot at walking away with the giant nut, and I had messed it up. And I spent a year kicking myself in the ass over that one it was it yeah. was bad yeah you know paul paul just broke your heart and the only thing that could break his is a a, a, a rolling dinosaur with laser eyes uh, yeah. that's the only yeah. thing that broke his heart well and you know the, th the thing is paul and i have fought a lot over the years prior to coming back to bad watts and you know he's just a top-notch driver and builder he in order to do well, there's a whole bunch of pieces you got to have. You got to design well, you got to build well, you got to drive well, you got to repair well, you got to have your pits organized in such a way that you could do all of these things. There's a people watch the show and they see that the driving is 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 it, and it's it, it's an important piece, but it's a small piece compared to the big picture. And he runs a team. There's nobody better. There's other people that maybe his equal, but there's nobody better as far as how he organizes the team, the pits, the, the preparedness, he does that, as, as, nobody beats him in that. And, you know, you, you, you can look at his matches, you can say he gets lucky a lot. And he does get lucky a lot. Mm. But if you get lucky all the time, it's, it's, it's at that point, it's yeah. not luck anymore. It's, one of the, it's just, yeah. he's, he's prepared, okay? Hey, the next question, uh, there's a I can't remember where I heard you say it, but it fits in quite nicely with this. So bringing a, a 250 pound tombstone, how did it feel to have one of the most instantly favored machines? Uh, what was your reaction when the public started to see the show, your work? And then it, the, the bit that I remember, I can't remember what interview it was from, but when you first saw the tombstone toys in the shop, because that I think is is when you really know that they're seeing it, they're doing. I don't have mine. My my mine melted. Yeah, I've got, I've got, <laughs> yeah. It melted. Uh, well, the, the the battery inside no. the the hex bug like leaked out, and it's it's. It had to I've the taken bin. them all out of mine. All, <laughs> I'll Sam, find you a square. I, 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 I have over here one. on the shelf. E e even I, the toy tombstones have problems with batteries. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun, okay? They're true to life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know when when you when you reach a point where you get a toy. 
I mean, you know, there's you got to do a bunch of things. I mean, you got to you got to have been successful in the show. You have to be do well. They're, they're not going to give a toy to a robot that doesn't win too many matches. Well, Rusty, that's another. You got to find some way to have that crowd engagement. You have to. Yeah. And if people just have to be interested. They have to want to buy it. right? Yeah. And so I I knew that the toys were coming. So so you know there's there's emails back and forth about design issues and logos and blah blah blah. And so I knew months before there was a toy on the shelf that the toys were coming. And so it shouldn't have been any surprise to me at all when I walk into a store and I see Tombstone on a shelf. I, I knew <laughs> this was coming. There should be no mm -hmm. surprise to that. Mm. And it was still an incredibly emotional moment for me to walk into the toy area and look and see my robot as a toy on the shelf. I mean, it was, it was one of those things where, yeah, I, I, I it was like, a, it's it was still amazing to even see something like this, you know, this is something you designed that I can buy, you know? Yeah. I, I, the, it was at, uh, it was at Target, uh, Next to the toy area, not too far, was a garden area. I went over there and picked up a lawn chair, brought it back over, and sat down in the toys and just <laughs> stared at it for a minute, right? Because it was, it was it was an emotional moment for me. It really was. Yeah. Um. And, and the, the cool thing is now, I think, you know, there's been like five or six different versions of Tombstone in toys now. I've got, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got more of them than anybody else does. And so, new, yeah. new blue. Uh, I, I still haven't gotten the one that came in between these two. I think oh, the, there was the a Tombstone, yeah. the gray bar one, and then because the, there was also a second Minotaur. I don't know. I can't keep track of all the revisions. Right. Um, there's yeah. also right. a stronger version of Duck that got released. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, it, it, it's it's cool. Well, I remember walking in and in buying one of the sets wasn't mine it was because i've tried to buy all of them just to collect them yeah you know, and I, so i go up to the counter with it you know and I'm, I'm buying this this battlebots toy and the the lady goes would you like a gift receipt and i go no it's for me and the <laughs> lady looks at me like oh, okay little boy you know oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's just looking at you i like, got the bigger one at home that? i just wanted this one <laughs> right. exactly exactly that's so good Oh, that's, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Um, you spoke earlier about being pictured as the bad guy. And me and Sam have had, weirdly, a long-running <laughs> tradition of interviewing people who have been pictured as a bad guy. We got to speak to the Mortis team a few years ago. That Tornado was great, as well. Tornado, who definitely yeah. didn't cheat. No, uh, Jake Hewitt <laughs> most recently. And, and a really nice moment of you handing over the mantle and almost cleansing yourself as the bad guy at that moment. You know, <laughs> yeah. that it's very much that the spirit has passed over. But you, you spoke about some of the, I'll call them rotten emails that you, you may have got, but did you ever find it quite fun to play the villain, if you will? Um, All right. So, so TV in general thinks there needs to be this. There needs to be a bad guy, somebody to yeah. root against. And this guy, he he can't just be a dick. He's got to actually be somebody who could show up and win the event. That's the thing. So it has to legitimately has to legitimately be a threat to do well, but you know, an anti-hero sort of thing. You need to have somebody there to to. It's it's part of their their recipe for how they do television. Okay, 
and and I make robots and they make TV. So I have to I have to trust that they that they know what they're doing, that this is mm-hmm. this is part of how you provide good entertainment. And it became obvious instantly when we were filming for season one that they needed this and that they had picked me to be that guy. And I, I think part of that is the fact that I do engage well on camera, okay? That that I have robot builders in general, you shove a camera right in their face and they immediately lock up and they just don't they don't talk. I mean, they're just not they they're great people, but when you stick a camera in their face, they they don't they don't open up as much. Mm. And like I said, I just don't I just don't care. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say what's on my mind. I'm gonna do what I want. I don't care. And so it was obvious that I was the guy. And so they're gonna, if they film anybody for a long enough period of time, they can edit you into anything they want you to be. Okay. Yeah. So the the reality is, it's best if you just don't fight it. Just give them what they're after. It's the easiest way to do this. For everybody. Mm-hmm. So I just made the decision, you know, this is what they're after. This is what they need. I will help do this for the show. I will, I will be that guy. What I found was that it was actually really easy for me to be the bad guy. I slipped into this role. Super, <laughs> oh. There wasn't any resistance whatsoever. And I don't know what that says about my personality. <laughs> I, I didn't have any problem whatsoever and suddenly turned it into the bad guy. Um, Alter ego just found its way just needed the right environment i I guess i mean in general i'm a really nice guy and and as we said humble good looking successful we can charming good looking humble all of those things um but yeah i just i that's what they were after and i gave it to them and yeah it was (laughs) i actually had a really good time with it yeah so you come away from 2015 runner-up we've spoken already you know you must have been incredibly motivated to come back bigger badder ready to do the deed again 2016 i imagine you come every year with that in mind um but 2016 you must have gone right this is it this is the one Uh, i i was i was a man on a mission absolutely okay i i had one goal and that was to come home with the giant nut that's what i was there for and uh I'm sure that level of focus was part of how we did as well as we did. Because mm. it was just, I, you know, that's all, the only reason I was there was I was going to, I was going to come away with that giant nut. And, um, you know, it's, I, it, that makes it sound like since then I've been less focused and that that's really not the case. The robots have gotten a lot better. It's just a lot harder to feel to do. But yeah, that 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 second season, I was a man on a mission, you know, and uh, and and we were able to pull it off. Yeah, there was no more. Do you want some more? Were there? It was it was all very much okay. I've won the fight. Turn the damn thing off before. Right. It uh, yeah, at, at that point in time, it was it was very serious. So everything, every piece of what we were doing was how does this how does this action help us win the giant nut? As opposed to how does this action help the show be more entertaining? Mm. And, I will say there's a. The, the fight against beta in 2016 mm-hmm. it's been all all business all business all business but that fight in particular for me it was all business but it was also a hell of an entertaining match at the same time and you could absolutely see it. yeah it was just 
yeah. awesome. And, and well, and, and you know, it was it was it was close enough that at the when they gave the decision, I didn't know which direction it was going. I mean, it was it was a very tough match, you know. And uh, yeah, it was uh, that was one of the better matches I think, honestly, in the new era of Battle mm. Lots was no, certainly one of the better matches that that, that, that we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll roll on. Battlebots takes a year off, swaps network, um, and we're now with Discovery 2018. Um, and the first main event of this new Fight Night tournament, Fight Night format, which was fantastic. A genius I idea. It. It's a genius idea. Like, you know, you and can have they, whatever fight you want. <laughs> yeah. And they choose two of the biggest spinners in the competition at the time yourselves and Minotaur. Mm hmm. <laughs> the, the, it, the grin on your face is a lot already. Yeah. <laughs> well, were there any other particular moments of note alongside that? I mean, obviously, for us, the the shock of Bombshell who came in with one mission as well to yeah. defeat Tombstone with that yeah. one setup that was perfect for you. It didn't matter how they did for the rest of the season. But were there any other <laughs> matches for you in particular that you thought were sort of standouts for 2018? Um. You know the 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 Minotaur fight was certainly one of the heavier hitting fights I think that I've ever had. Mm. Um, uh, it damaged pieces of the frame in ways that I haven't had frames get damaged before. And in fact, the reason that we had problems through the entire rest of that tournament was only because of the damage from that fight. Because um, yeah. we. Nowadays, it's pretty common to take two, three, four frames to an event. Those first few seasons, it wasn't. You you showed up with a robot and then you was, fixed it as as time went on. Was it eighteen or sixteen that Bronco turned up with two robots? I can't remember. One one. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was, was like un, it was unheard of. Like unheard like, oh of. Oh my god, they're cheating! Look at these guys showing up <laughs> with two robots. Everybody was bitching, and then then after that, everybody else started doing. Yeah, it we realized this is a TV show. We have to stay on schedule. Let's make sure we yeah. have. If you have, if you have the capital, you know, it, it, it's nice the like machine. format. Yeah, you know, and. and I think where some of the 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 thoughts to that go is like I'll show up now I've got three frames I showed up at three mm-hmm. frames those three frames are identical they're just swapping out a part yeah there's guys that show up with two or three different versions of the robot and they all have they got the same name and the same paint scheme and they're totally different in you know and <laughs> in, the, in the, the way the robot yeah. is built and laid out and, and I think that's where you start getting people as like Okay, this is this this isn't the same anymore. Yeah. Okay, you yeah, got I mean, the chip of Theseus, can, uh, you know, explanation. Exactly. Like, how many how how many parts of the robot have to be changed before you have a different robot? Right. You know, and and so that's where some of that negative connotation from this comes from. I don't know. It's it's it, to these days the reality is you kind of have to show up with enough parts to be able to, <laughs> especially with the fight night format. You're mm-hmm. going to have four fights. Before you get to the tournament, they actually count. I mean, you know, that's you, you, you're going to have a lot of damage along the way, so you got to be is, ready for that. Is the worry that this has become more of a money sport then? At that point, you know, it absolutely has become more of a money sport. Certainly, um, it, has it changed the flavor of the event when you're there? I would say that's absolutely as well. Um, it, it's still a positive thing. It's not like mm-hmm. it's a negative thing, but it's 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 different. Yeah. Than it than it was. It's it's you know it's it's not something that you've built in your garage and brought along to no. BattleBots. It's now 
I have several iterations of this machine or several yeah. chassis and I'm going to choose the fittest one to put into the fight and then I'm going to spend a bit more money on it. Yeah. To well, that's how BattleBots markets it. It's, it. it's this it's this like ultimate championship, world championship. This is the best of the yeah. best that we can we can bring. You know, it's I, I guess there's you a, have to show the best of the best at that point, then don't you? Right. As the as the builders, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's turned into less of a fun sport and more of a serious business, I guess, mm-hmm. in that regard. And, and and that doesn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything negative when I say that. It, it, but it, it, the the feel to it is different than it used to be. It's it's definitely more business at this stage. I think it's one of the reasons why I quite like the the bounty hunters or the battlebots champions formats because mm-hmm. it's the end of the season and nobody cares anymore and it's you know just fun to go and smash up each other's bots again. Mm-hmm. Yep, very much so. Well, and it's part of why I'm looking forward so much to going to Robo Games next year. Oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's back it's to that. Have Robo Games back. Yeah, it, it, it's great to have another option. It. it it's also great to be in a spot where I can build a robot because I think it will be fun and I'm going to enjoy it and not necessarily care if it wins. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to build a new robot for robo games and I I'm, I'm telling you right now, I won't win the event. I'm, I'm taking a robot that will win some matches, but I'm building it because I want to build something that's going to be fun. And that's a different thought process. And, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Mm. I think we're all excited to see what you come up with. There is actually a question about it later on, but we'll we'll get to that a bit. We'll get a to it. Later yeah, twenty nineteen. We're we're not yeah. even halfway. Through. I know. There's still more battlebots to go. Yeah, yeah. twenty nineteen, uh, and the field is slowly starting to creep up to the caliber that Tombstone has been running at for years previously. Um, I think there's there's specific matches where you know Tombstone's number has been caught because of previous damage in fights because of all sorts of factors but um certainly the rotator fight the bite force match that sort of ended the run in the end did you think that it would be that much of a challenge from 2018 to 2019 because there was such a step up in caliber of machine and was it enjoyable that level of challenge well the challenges are always in trouble so 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 that part that part is cool um in both of those those two losses, the rotator and and bite force, um, those two matches easily could have gone differently. Mm. So there was some really unlucky breaks that happened for me in both of those matches, and that happens. You don't feel bad when that happens because there's been a whole bunch of times when that lady luck has moved my way instead of the other way. So it, it, it's just how it is. In the rotator fight when we ended up weapon to weapon where he hit was right on the edge of the bolt hole where the tooth is mounted to the bar. And it created sort of a little stress area right there. And it split the tooth down the center. If we did that fight a hundred times, I don't know that it would happen again. It was just one of those weird hits. And once the tooth is off and the weapon's out of balance, my robot, I I, I don't need an opponent anymore. My robot will tear itself (laughs) apart at that point in time okay i think this is the season and, where you even said the the only thing that's going to break my robot is my robot mm, well and in both fights that i lost that is exactly what happened the the, the bite force the bite force, <laughs> the bite fight, force was, fight was weird <laughs> okay so 
you know, he's spinning up, I'm spinning horizontally. When the two weapons hit, he his upward swing actually hit the end, not, not the cutting edge, the very end of the weapon. So, you know, a, a, a microsecond, it, it, it wouldn't have, it would have been different. And it wasn't the part he hit it was the broke. other side wheel. Sort of pressure, <laughs> wave, other side. pressure wave through the robot, through the through the weapon bar. The other half of the weapon is what snapped off. So it wasn't where he hit. It was the other part that snapped off. And the part that snapped off went through my tire and gearbox on one side. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it, it, in that one just weird hit, instantly I was dead. Okay, There's a and whole I mean, yes, lesson that can be had from that fight. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, the thing is, it, it's such a solid robot, and he's such a good driver. If that hadn't happened, and we'd ended up beating the snot out of each other for three minutes, he still might have beat me. Yeah. Okay. I, I it's it's it, it's not like I'm saying, boy, if that didn't happen, I sure would have had Paul. That, that that's not how that works. He, he if those two robots fought ten times, he's probably going to win six or seven out of ten. It's 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 just a solid robot. And he's a great driver. Honestly, the rotator fight, I, I, I think if we'd fought 10 times, it's going to be even. I might, yeah. It might even go my way a bit on that, right? Yeah. So, Victor Soto, the master tactician against Ray Billings, the, the punch-your-head-off kind of robot guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, it, and, you know, it's, I don't feel, like I said, luck sometimes goes against yeah. you, and, and I, you, you can't feel bad about that. I mean, I think it was a great season. We had a good time with it. Absolutely. Like I mean, the, the other incredible match of note in 2019 for me was uh, yourselves versus Gruff, which yeah. I oh. think was a match we'd seen previously at Robo Games, uh, potentially, or something similar. Um, but in the battle box, it was a very different story and just it, it was almost robot art that fight because it was just two bots smacking their it's, faces into each other yeah, for three minutes. The, the last time we had you on the podcast was when we discussed your um battlebots bounty hunters fight with gruff as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like i think what you said then was you were losing that fight right until you won it which yeah is pretty, the... pretty much well and the, the funny part about that first match against gruff was if it had gone another 25 seconds uh, my batteries would have been on fire in that match <laughs> yeah um so because when we pulled them out uh they were the a123 cells in there and several of them had pop they were starting to vent they were separating they were they were so it, i actually ruined a bunch of batteries in that match mm. but i was a hundred percent functional all the way to the end of the match and he wasn't yeah so it's one of those things where it, you know, me winning was the right call but if it if it had gone any bit longer, it would have gone the other way. It is interesting that it's one of those fights where people look back and go, oh, controversial, that one. Had I judged it like this, it would have gone the other way. Well, yeah, absolutely. But if you look at the judging rules of the year, yeah. then it's all teams own all the way. It's It just and is that decision. He, he was aggressive and he had a lot of control. And so he was ahead in those categories, certainly. Mm. But at the end of the match, I had no damage. And he was crab walking because he didn't have drive on one side. Yeah. And I took and all the of the, are... the, 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 the forks <laughs> were all twisted. The the the, wep, the flame weapon system was all cut go off. On. Just go so, on. I mean, you know, the, the damage was completely to me at that point in time. So it, it, it was the right call. I mean, you know, like, yeah, a lot of people complained about it, but I, I, I don't, I don't, that one, that one, I, if it called the other way, I would have been upset. I, that was one I clearly felt I won. Yeah. 
So we we move into 2020, 2021. Obviously, there's a lot of disruptions along the way to Tombstone getting to the arena in 2020, obviously. Um, there's COVID, big part. There was, um, you spoke last time you were on the podcast about uh, the accidents that happened. Um, Tombstone makes it to the arena, which is wholly pleasing and, and so glad that it's there. Um, the field between 2019 and 2020 if the field had increased quite a lot to 2019 by god it it jumped in 2020 sure. there's just a whole new era of robot combat almost um what would you say i don't know the what would you say was the biggest frustration of the season for 2020 especially well okay so so we started to try to be a little more prepared as far as the stuff we were taking to the event. So for, for 2020, we didn't actually do a lot more in the way of updates or changes to the robot. We're just trying to see if we can be, have more parts on hand, be more ready and whatnot. And mm -hmm. our failure at that point in time was the fact that we were still basically trying to run the same robot. We were just trying to be more prepared in running the same robot and the rest of the field was moving forward. Yeah. And so, so now instead of, you know, three or four bots that could win and then a whole field of ones that couldn't now we're, you know, two thirds of the bots there with the right schedule could win the event. And that's, that's going to be the norm going forward is that mm. most of the robots are going to be competitive enough. If they got the right opponents in the right order, they could win the whole thing. And that's going to be how it's going to be going forward. You're just going to have to be better than you used to be. I yeah. remember having this conversation with Pete where it's like, we, we, we look at the bracket. We looked at it the past two years with him. And we're very thankful that he's been able to give us, a, give us a, a moment of his time. But it's like, we, we, we've had those conversations where it's like any of these 32, it's amazing how competitive the field has got that any of them with the right run could really go on and win Absolutely. the whole thing, no matter the seating. Right. Yeah. And he's not, and he's not wrong. Okay, that, yeah. that's just what it is. So now, if every one of those matches is a coin toss, now it really is starting to come down to who just had to have the lucky run that particular time. And so, you know, you, you get robots that make it to the round of 32 and they get knocked out immediately. And everybody's like, oh, look at that robot. It sucks. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that was a really good robot. They just yeah. happened to not come away with the right result that particular time. Well, this we hear that everybody has a tombstone set up now and it must be somewhat flattering that they they all have to prepare for your robot coming in and i'm going to flip this question very slightly do you have an anti anti tombstone <laughs> strategy <laughs> for fighting the anti tombstone setups it's kind of um, like the fusion so route or not like or not the fusion route the uh well i'm, I'm thinking fusion i'm thinking the hydra route with the vert <laughs> like yeah. completely it's like paradigm everyone shift. has a strategy for tombstone you then got the right. strategy to fight against that all right so so every everybody does have an anti tombstone set everybody does and in that regard, I've probably changed the face of the sport more than any other robot, okay? Because everybody has, you, you can't not have that plan. So everybody's got some. From my end, it, it, it's, it's getting harder in that regard because um, 
it used to be everybody have some sort of big wedge that they'd put together. But as long as I could hit them the right way, I could, I could still come out ahead in that particular match. Mm. People are doing more and more of the AR500 for their, their wedge assemblies now. And so if my weapon is also AR500, I don't have that hardness advantage when I hit and I'll start to glance off and, and, and slip. So then I have to use harder weapons to be able to dig into the other guy to deliver the energy. So now we're moving up to the tool steals and those work great until they don't and then they fail spectacularly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so at this stage, my, my next step is probably to try a couple of other different alloys. I need to find some way to be above the hardness of AR-500 with AR-500 toughness. And right now, I don't have an answer. There, there's other stuff out there, but I don't have one that I'm going, yes, that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, uh, you mean like adamantium, I, I, you know? I, yeah, I, I've, I've, got, I've got ideas. Right now, I'm not necessarily happy with any of them. There's a couple of other tool steels that might be an option, H13 set of potential. Um, there are some AR grades that are harder than AR 500, uh, but now we're getting some weird expenses and whatnot to, to machine mm -hmm. them and get them set up and whatnot. So I don't have an answer yet. I, 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 I better come up with something in the year off. I've, <laughs> no, right. you, you've, got, you've got so, 12 you know, months yeah. to, to work yeah. on hard starts now. <laughs> I, I, I've got, I've got a year, so I'll come up You're with like something. the pictures that like, you know, they go, they have Tommy John's, you know, and like over that time, you know, you better start using your brain start thinking like, how am I going to come back? Am I going to come back with something different that people hmm. haven't seen? You know, it's, well, this was yeah. going to lead on to my, my next question. 2021 must've been frustrating uh, to have, all the little That's things. like the word of the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 2021 Tombstone, whole Ooh, new dude. look to it. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything in theory should work out. Didn't quite always go to plan. However, yeah. it's, I, I, I do want to do a big shout say... out to the Scorpius Builder blog as well, because obviously you, you discussed a lot of this on there. Like, you know, there was yeah. so mm -hmm. many changes that and it was as soon as you got in there, you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Because yeah. <laughs> this is the sort of thing you just can't <laughs> test elsewhere yeah. properly because you don't have the, the battle testing outside of the battle box because it's it's just too dangerous. So, you know, right. the first time you're testing that out is when you're in the box put against an opponent that's just a really rough matchup for your first one out. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's finicky to to try and then go okay of all the things that we've changed in the robot which bits was that that didn't quite go well this time <laughs> yeah I, well okay so so we did make a lot of changes we did make a lot of changes for going into that season and anytime you make a lot of changes wholesale all at once you're likely to find things that didn't work the way you had in mind and mm. so i the fact that we didn't do as well as I would like didn't necessarily surprise me. I mean, I, I, I just, we made too many changes all at once. There's pieces of what we did that I was very happy with. Um, then there's other pieces that were clearly not up to, up to snuff. And so we'll have stuff there that we'll have to, to address going mm. forward. There are pieces that there's no way to find out until you're in the box. Okay. So there's, I, I can 
I, I can clean up my area here and drive it around in the driveway as long as it's, you know, nobody else around and I clean everything. I can even spin it up to make sure everything's working like it's supposed to. But none of that equates to battle. OK. Yeah. And and that's where we found we had some issues that we're that we're going to have to address. And we tried to, to deal with some of those things at the event. And it, it's just going to require some wholesale changes again to move forward. So having, having the year off is probably going to help in that regard. I do have some cool ideas, uh, time and money, like always. We'll see if I can figure out how to make <laughs> Will it. Will Ray happen. protect his wheels? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but, pr- pr- probably not. I, I you know, can it, we just delete all of the questions from the listeners that have asked that? <laughs> there, were about, there, were, there were 39. Yeah. Pr- we'll pr- probably not. You know, the, the problem there is the wheels need to be as far apart as the weapon is wide. Yeah. So if the wheels are narrower than the width of the weapon, if you think it drives crazy now, you should see it when I try to narrow that in. It it doesn't stay, it balances all over the place. It's horrible, right? So if they have to be stick out there that far in order to make the robot drive correctly, it's really hard then to actually armor it because you got to go way out even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And We've I, learned I, that with Blade this year, you know, where yeah. even if protecting your wheels, it can come back to bite you. I, and it's just, it's hard to devote that kind of weight to to armor out there because the only place I can take it from is in the weapon system. It's the only place it yeah. can come from. And also and, you've got the, the ultimate, come and have a go if you think you're quick enough, of the wheels right. being right next to the weapon. And so, right. you know, the, the ultimate armor, of course, is a good offense. Like the big weapon out front is the best armor you're going to have. Yeah. And so one of the things we try trying to do is we're trying to get it to drive a little faster to, to, to turn and move a little quicker. And in the, the redesign of the frame, we ended up kind of changing some of the balance of the robot. It's a little more nose heavy than it used to be and driving it in the driveway. It, it drove perfectly fine, but you know, that's on concrete. You get it, you get it in the arena and we were slipping and sliding. I didn't have enough downforce on the, uh, where the tires were. And so it didn't drive as well as it should. And, and that's when you know, like something like magnets wouldn't help, you know, like with uh, how high your frame is off the ground, you don't really hug the yeah, floor as tight as yeah, other it, it really wouldn't assist in that regard. Um, so I, I, I basically, I need to just move some stuff around in there. One of the things I may end up doing going forward, like the frame is the length it is because of the longest weapon to make sure it clears as it spins through we may just not run weapons quite that long. We may shorten the weapons so that the longest one is slightly shorter than the longest one I ran before. Because mm. then I could shrink the nose of the robot and that helps that weight balance quite a bit at that point in time. Because the, the short the, blade the, has always it, done quite well, really, in combat. When you look yeah. at the, the short blade wins, it tends to be more wins than losses in the past. I, yeah, the, the, short, the short blades do really well as far as the actual combat goes. There are some robots I need the length. Absolutely, 100%. There's some that I need that that long, uh, um, you know, lead to, to... And, you know, we just talked about it, and I'm not sure I like this idea, but I, I could even show up with a couple of frames, one that's longer, one that's shorter, so I'd have the option of running the longer weapon on... On what you need long tombstone. That's a thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> right, exactly. It's, uh, I, you know... I, I got a year to think on all those things. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to it. The, the last question I have then is before I hand the podcast back to its owner um, <laughs> is 
there have been so many amazing tombstone fights in, in its years and last rites and everything. Is there one in particular that stands out to you as the best? And it's the big question that everybody hates because, you know, you've been in the sport for so long that it's, there's too many to think of, but is there, there one that sticks? I've had a lot of really just amazing fights. Yeah. So um, the, the Minotaur fight comes to mind immediately. That was that was a great match. That was a great match. The, the beta one was, was right there as well because that could have mm. gone either way. So those those are those are two top ones. I was actually looking through some older fight footage of that I have, and there's a there's a fight between Last Rites and Original Sin <laughs> where we had we were being filmed for the Killer Robot show for Science Channel, yep. and so Grant Imahara was the the presenter, the host of that particular show. And there's a match where they're film. Somebody from the audience is filming this match, and it was it was as good a match as, as Gary and I have ever had. And Grant's in the corner of the arena, and they, they got cameras on him, and he's trying to like give play by play while there's parts being thrown at his head right behind him. Right? <laughs> and it is hilarious because he's trying to be engaging on camera, and then he's trying to watch the fight, and he's doing this back and forth the whole time. It's hilarious. It was one of the better fights. <laughs> so. Uh, so, so that one's right there towards the top. Yeah. I was He's say, truly how, a special human being. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say as well, how, how uh, cool I, I really love Grant. He was good. How cool was yeah. it to fight Gary this year at BattleBots as yeah. well? Because, you know, after all, the, all those years of fighting him at Robo Games, to get him on TV as well must have been... On TV? Cool. On TV with me winning. Okay. You know, know. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, if you go throughout the years, I think he's won like 70% of the fights. He's he's He owns me. He's he's beat me more than I've beat. <laughs> So yeah, I, I get him on TV and I beat him. So yeah, that actually <laughs> felt really good. You know? <laughs> well, it is possible to outdrive Gary Jen as long as you've got yeah. three of his tire first. Well, but, but, yeah, yeah, there you go. You just need to hamstring him that much, I suppose. So and then somehow with one tire, it still kind of drives. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he can get anywhere in that arena he wants with one tire. He is yeah, one believe. of the best drivers that's ever had a stick in his hand. Absolutely, he's crazy. What a what a great rivalry as well between the pair of you. We have asked our listeners for questions. I've, I've tried to limit it down because we did have quite a lot, but we, I've mm. kind of get, pulled out some of the, the better ones. So we'll start off with friend of the podcast, Charlie Hubbard, who asks, do you want some more? And if so, what do you want more of? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's our Charlie. Know. Yeah. It, uh, uh, away from <laughs> robots, I'd, I'd probably like, some more cheeseburgers and I might go have one <laughs> later on for lunch. I don't know. There you go. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a great little catchphrase and you know, I'll, you'll, you'll probably hear it again at some point in time. <laughs> I hope so. I absolutely. Heard it. The, the, the first one was um, when we heard it gets radioactive and like Kane just turns to you and he's just like, so confused. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, and it was, it was, that was a, that was a funny match. I mean, they, they, they knew they really were outclassed in that particular mm -hmm. one. And it's like, Okay, so I, I clobbered you, and, you, and you're, you're kind of done. Just stop moving. Just don't do anything. We'll yeah. call it done, right? And so he's like trying to move that big plastic monstrosity around. <laughs> yeah. like, You've really got to question it. How do you build something as beautiful and awesome as Beer Moth? And then at all of the other competitions that you go to, there's some weird and wacky designs out there. Radioactive <laughs> and whatever that grabby thing was in Clash Bots that didn't really work. Uh, yeah. You, 
Yeah, I, and you know, it's, it, when they were at the time, it's like if you keep moving, I got to keep hitting you. I, I, then this is this is how this works. There's no right? you know, so Make make yep. sure this is really what you want before we go forward. So. <laughs> do you have to pay royalties to the Mauler team for saying, "Do you want some more?" Because that wasn't that the first instance of that where that was it was season one where they fought Mauler, and you have Morgan just saying, "You want some more." Uh, I, I don't remember that, but but you know, yeah. I, I, I believe it. That that fits. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Steve, do you want to say the next one? Sure. Uh, so we have uh, Michael Wise. Uh, what is your favorite win loss with Tombstone? Doesn't have to be a win. It, I, I could I could even say a loss. You know, would be would be more interesting. Oh, okay. Um, I can remember a, a, one of my matches against Doc. Okay, where. I had it, 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 I didn't know at the time there was a wire inside the robot where the wire is actually broken inside the insulation. Oh. So it's one of those things you look at it, the wire's intact, but it wasn't. And so it would, and that was the, the, the wire that went to power to the receiver. Okay. So, I mean, this, this is, this is death, right? And so the, throughout the match, you know, it hit him and whatnot. And then all of a sudden the robot would just stop. And it's like, well, I'm knocked out, right? Well, when you stop moving, then it's the, the robot stops wiggling. It would make enough connection that it'd take a few seconds. The radio would reboot and I could drive again. Right? <laughs> it was frustrating as heck. And I'm glad that one went the whole distance and I won that match. So it's one I remember back. It's like at the time, I'm like, this is just, I'm, I'm going to lose this match. And there's nothing wrong with the robot. And then you know I, I made it all the way to the end and won that particular match. That one was that one was pretty satisfying. Devin, yeah, uh, Ty Daly, who um, has just christened you in a different chat. We're in Bill Die the Kinetic Guy, um, <laughs> which is a nice name. Uh, does being branded as the king of kinetic energy mean something to you, or is it a burden? And uh, everyone has a tombstone plan, but what would yours be if you were fighting Tombstone? All right, so the, the King of Kinetic Energy title is okay with me. I am perfectly all right with this. Uh, I am always going to try to show up with as much kinetic energy as possible, so it's fitting. I think if you look at what I've done over the years, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 this isn't something I did once really well. It's something I've done well for decades at this point, so it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with wearing that crown. It's all right. Um, as far as what I would do as, a, as an anti-tombstone plan, uh, probably very similar to what a lot of other people would do. I'm just a, just a big ass block of steel up front and just, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the trick to beating tombstone, a lot of people think the idea is I'm going to get around behind him. I'm going to get a wheel. I'm going to get the back of the robot and whatnot. That is the wrong way to beat tombstone. The right way mm -hmm. to beat tombstone is to go at the weapon. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that and take what I'm dishing out, then you deserve to win. The whoops approach, yeah. along with many <laughs> others. I'll say the, the mammoth I, exactly. approach, the mammoth approach okay. was, the, was yeah. the one that surprised me. They didn't even put yeah. a wedge on it. They just thought, all right, let's just go for it. And it did really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rob Weston asks, what is your favorite damaged part that you've been given after a match and why? Oh, part to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, oh, shoot. I've got a lot of really good ones. I'm trying to think of a favorite. Um, 
not because it's a better part, but because of the circumstances around how I got it. It's probably the fist off of Tantra. I was going to yes. say, that's, that's, yeah. I remember the quote, I want one of those fists. I'm taking uh, yeah. it. I, I, yeah. I, he, he said, if I'd cut one off, I'd get to keep it. And it's like, okay, so that was my whole plan for the whole, I didn't even care if I lost. No. I didn't care if I lost. I just wanted to cut that fist off so I could keep that fist. And so it's, it's out in the in the, in the game room on the shelf between the giant nut and the giant bolt. It's sitting <laughs> right there. Did you get the one that ended up on the floor? Did you get the one that was pierced into the corner yes. of the box? Yeah, yeah. I'll say the yeah. most and they, they, all, they all signed it, and it's sitting out there. Amazing. Do what's funny, yeah. like, I, I remember watching back the fight you had with Tantrum recently. Well, I say recently, over a year ago, but recently when we, when we saw on <laughs> Recently TV. aired, right, yeah. 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 And... Was it the same fist that came off their Shreemek this year? Like, because one of them came off again, or, or did they go in without it? Uh, so, so the first season of Tantrum, they had those big, huge mm. fists on the side, mm. and they were just bolted in place. And the fists they've got on it now are on the end of like their self-writing arm, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, little, little tiny baby hand fists compared to the, <laughs> to, the to the ones that we had before. So uh, yeah, they're, they're, it, it's it. They're still fist, but it's it's totally different. It's, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not a trophy. <laughs> Go on, Steve. Next one. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Steve Dufort, uh, brother in name. Uh, how can high energy horizontals survive when everyone has a hardened steel wedge these days? And this is also uh, something that YouTube user Blue J F T W asks along the same line. Like how's like how necessary is it to have like a ground game for horizontals like Rotator has and Malice has? I guess those kind of go together. Kind of. Okay. Um, so I don't envision with the design I have now anyway of Tombstone trying to have some sort of ground game too. I don't see that. Um and, and as, as I say that, I run through ideas in my head where I could make it work. I, I, I don't know. Right, right now, my thought process is no, I won't, I won't have forks or a wedge or anything on the back in case the weapon breaks. My focus needs to be more to make sure the weapon never breaks. That's, that still needs to be my, my ultimate thing. Um, how is it fighting all the horizontals and I mean, all the verticals with wedges and whatnot at this stage? those are matches I can still win. I just need to find a way to fix some of the dependability issues. And because, because the reality is it's at that point, it's just going to come down to who survives to the end. Mm. And there's a mechanical advantage to verts in that regard, because when I hit something, I'm that equal and opposite thing is all coming back to me as I spin away. When they hit something that equal and opposite, it's putting a whole bunch of that energy into the floor and the earth below it. <laughs> and so there's just there's just an advantage to verticals in that exchange. Um, and the only way for me to come out ahead in that is to have more energy than they can have and deliver it reliably. And it is you you can have more energy in a horizontal than you can in a vertical. When they start trying to have equal energy in, in a vert and they try to turn, they can't. The robot, of course, in deep six. Do it, do it thing, you, right? you get some, some weird gyroscopic dances. Whereas if I'm spinning horizontally, I'm turning in the same plane I'm spinning. So I, it doesn't matter how much energy I have there. I can still drive the robot correctly. Yeah. So I need to take advantage of that. I need to just have more energy and deliver it reliably. It's just easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's like the, the ultimate goal. <laughs> you know, once yeah. you figure that out, you're going to be really, I mean, what, what's going to beat you at that point, you would you would think, you know. Right. Uh, YouTube user Grant Katdun 
uh, asks, have you considered an asymmetric blade for Tombstone? And what do you make of the newer horizontals in the field, such as Orbi, Valkyrie, and the much secretive Triton? Because there's a, a video that I've seen of, I think it was either Tombstone or Last Rite spinning up, where it looks like you're bending space time. <laughs> the, the whole yeah, bar yeah. is doing this sort of thing. Yeah, but honestly, yeah. thought it was an asymmetric bar on it to start with because it, the way it's spinning, it looks like one end is larger than the other. Right. It's not. It's just no. the camera, I suppose. But um, yeah, what what do you think of the sort of asymmetrics, and then what do you think of some of the other horizontals? All right. So, so an asymmetric weapon design is needed if the tip speed is so high that you can't get engagement. So this is this is really common with verticals because they're typically spinning a much shorter distance, and so they're 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 getting back the energy by just spinning it faster. Right? Mm. And so the purpose to that is to make sure you get enough engagement. So you, you want to be able to deliver a hit rather than just sort of grind away at whatever you're hitting. So th there's there's a there's a valid reason for building an asymmetric bar. That doesn't apply to my robot. Okay, I, I, I don't need more engagement. I really don't. I mean, I have strikes on the weapon bar that's six inches in from the end. I, I, I get plenty of engagement. There's no benefit to doing an asymmetric bar Style in my points, design. maybe? No. <laughs> there is something to be said for that, certainly. You can make them look cooler in doing that. You can design some weird designs and whatnot. But from an from a energy delivery standpoint, there's no advantage to it. And in fact, for a given weight, an asymmetric bar has a lower moment of inertia and will deliver less energy. So you have you have two of them that are the same weight, spun at the same RPM. The full length bar will have a higher moment of inertia and deliver more energy when it hits. So there really isn't any, in my design, there isn't a purpose for it. As far as things like Orbi, Triton, Valkyrie, what, what do you make of those sorts of designs? Obviously, that's three very different designs and things. Orbi, all season long, they were pitching it as the, the tombstone. Yeah. I, and I love to see all of them. They're all fantastic robots and whatnot. They all have their certainly their advantages. Um, if they continue development on all of them, they'll continue to do very well with them. I, they're all matches I love to watch when they fight. Um, you know, each of them is different in its own unique way from what Tombstone is, but they're all similar also. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy that they're there. You know, and I mean it's. Each of those teams are people that I like personally really well. So it's one of those things where when they're fighting, I you know I'm always cheering for them to win just because I'm, I'm they're good friends of mine. You know. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel Hayden asks if you didn't enter a horizontal into BattleBots, what type of robot would you like to enter? And along kind of along those lines, uh, YouTube user Zorio Avatar asks if you do you plan to bring Tombstone back? For the following season or would you consider doing something different uh second one first so okay. so clearly tombstone is my mark on the world okay <laughs> it's it's what it's you know my my flag bearer here so i expect that tombstone will continue to be involved in battle lots as long as they manage to stay on the air um, if they continue with the Golden Bolt uh, 
tournament setup like they did this last season and going forward. If I ever get bored of running Tombstone through the regular season, I could just take it for just the golden bolt part and build something else. I could do that. So you, Tombstone, Tombstone is eternal. You, 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 you can't kill it. it. You can't outrun okay. the paper. All right. All right. You're locked in. Um, as far as building other robots goes, every design anybody's ever shown up with, I've thought at one time or another, hey, I could build that, I could do that, and things I could build differently. Um, so what of those would I actually build? That's a really good question, and I I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, as weird as it sounds, I've got a really good idea for a hammer that, that, I, could, that I could do um, that would be different than everybody else's take on a hammer. So um, that's one that just because I think it would be fun and frustrating to build. Um, I, I, that, that, may, that may happen at some point in time just to test my engineering skills. I was going to say, that, that's potential of, of robo games coming back and things like Norwalk Havoc. You, you have the field to test exactly. that sort of thing. Oh, exactly. Because because like I said, I, I've got something new I'm going to take to, to, to robo games. That's a really good segue. And it, it, it's, it's me exploring ideas that I want to play with. And I don't care if it wins any matches. Mm-hmm. And you can't show up to BattleBots with something with that mindset. You can't show up with something where I'm going to build something that's fun for me to build and show up and have a good time. It, it, we, we're not at that stage anymore. You have to show up with the something. Ser- ser- you have to be serious to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so, and it, 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 that makes it sound like Robo Games isn't as serious of a competition. And I'm telling you right now, when it gets to the finals, it's every bit as serious as any event you've ever been to. Yeah. But I had the option of building something just because I'm going to enjoy building it and taking it there. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Robo Games was there as kind of like a, a that, that and Combots and um, Kilobots, I think even that's still going on. Uh, like the, these are the events that kind of filled the void for when BattleBots kind of you know disappeared and kind of you know it was it was still yep. sort of around but not really you know the rumblings were there but it was nice to they were the, these are the events that were there that kind of kept things going forward, um, right? And was uh, with, with with like the RFL like the, like every everyone had like the, it was always still around like the 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 heartbeat was still there and it was nice it's nice to see it nice to see it coming back. Speaking of Robo Games, uh, YouTube user Living Murphy's Law. Uh, you've kind of already kind of hinted at it. Would you think about bringing something like a tombstone to Robo Games or something completely different? Like, like, have you made that decision yet? Okay, so I have decided for the heavyweight category to not bring back a horizontal to Robo Games. Okay. Okay. Um, I've done that. I've been there. I want to do something different. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I I I want to put my development time into something else. Um, so for the, the middleweight, we talked about mortician, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that, that, that will be assuming I get everything, so I'm going to get better and I get everything yeah. done. Fingers um, uh, you not, know, not the, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> cross. Yeah. I caught myself. Trust me. He's never coming back. Mortician will be a serious, that'll be a serious build. I, that will be me showing up with a robot that's going to try to win. Uh, for the heavyweight category, I got I got something something different. I'm not I don't know if I want to talk about. Oh, it. Well, I got something different. Well, I will say, does it have to involve uh, a question that uh, Keith on Discord asked? That there's a 
there's a little disc appearing in the back of the Scorpio's Builder blog. Is there any is there any weight to something like that? No that just comment a... whatsoever. <laughs> All, right. All right. You keep your secrets. <laughs> Jevin, I think you've got the best question to follow. I do. I have, I have the most important question of the, the whole podcast. It's the last question you'll be so pleased to hear. Um, <laughs> okay. day and, um, YouTube user, just another bit. certified idiot, uh, asks the big question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Wow. Okay. Um, Asking the hard cutting questions here. I, I, I happen to be one of those weirdos who will, in fact, eat pineapple on pizza. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, and, I destroyed and, my microphone of the process. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and so, uh, you know, for, for those that may be disappointed in that, you know, I'm sorry. But yes, I, I will, in fact, eat pineapple on pizza. I, I usually won't order it that way. So it's right. not like I'm going to go purposely if it's there. order one. But if it's on there, I, I it's, yeah. yeah, I'll eat it with no problem. Free food is free food, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see me in profile, you can tell I enjoy food. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's such a shame. Um, <laughs> honestly, Ray, this has been a delight. And, and thank you for giving us so much of your time and, and I, I i i know i speak again for the rest of the community but we can't wait to have you back and hopefully yeah. fighting fit with with tombstone again and just battle bots won't be the same without you competing i don't think and i'm, I'm glad yeah. that you're going along but i imagine they'll roll you out for the audience meet I and greet so. <laughs> almost every show if they can <laughs> I, I, you know, and I told him, I said, look, I, I'll, I'll come if you, if you want me for anything on camera, I'll do that I, off camera. I'll meet the crowd. If that's what you want. If, if you don't want me for any of that stuff, I'd still like to come and hang out with everybody. Surely so, there's there's going to be a shot of you looking sad and walking away from the camera at some point because you did not compete. <laughs> they, they, they love probably. to do it. They love it. Probably. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, you you got you guys are stuck with me in one way or another. I'll be around. Totally fine it, with that. Wouldn't have it any other way. But um, yeah, thank, thank you for you like fanatics. <laughs> well, these two are. I, I won't right, be there. it's us. It's us. <laughs> yeah. <Do> the thing. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed learning a little bit of history from yourself. It's it's you know quite quite the career that you've had in terms of fighting robots, which you know long may it continue. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I always enjoy talking about robots. It's it's more harder to get me to shut up. So <laughs> please never do. Please never do. I, I think yeah, it's it's great to hear from you. Anyway, with all that said, I have been Sam Elliott sixty four. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I have been World of Woodrow. <laughs> and hey, I'm Ray Billings, builder of Tombstone. And the three of you will see you all in the future. I don't know when, because there's I a... imagine it will be. We have literally nothing else planned. <laughs> I know. They, they, I was going to say because Balbots is just round the corner. It's literally a few weeks away now. So uh, yeah. hey, he... who knows? We might even do something live without you, Sam. <sighs> wow! <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> mutiny. <laughs> well, with all that said, thank you very much for listening, for watching, and uh, yeah, we'll see you for more podcasty goodness in the future.